Salons Lose fans, my name is Melissa and my co-host is Leslie. We decided we wanted to share our salon stories. We both have an interest in crime stories and a fascination with the psychic world. So settle in each week as we share another story with you. Who knows, you might even learn something. No, we're not going to keep running our long ads or anything like that. I'm just saying, if you're a woman, you probably wear a bra. Just go to handful.com, check it out, put in Salon Sleuth at the checkout, you know, when they ask for the promo code, and you'll get 25% off. It's that easy. I'm just saying. Well, Leslie, this weekend, uh, my husband and I, we rented an RV. Because remember, yeah. the beginning of COVID, we wanted to buy one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You you guys did the whole boat thing. You ended up getting one. The RVs went skyrocketing in cost. And yeah. pretty much the driving RVs, because we wanted a drivable one, they were so grossly overpriced. And they weren't really available. Like, there was very few of them. So, oh, I know. We could have sold our trailer for, like, what we bought it for. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Do you guys use it? Uh, in the wintertime, because we, well, we used to be on the snowboard team. My, you know, Michael's a coach. And so we would stay up there so instead of having to drive all the way back to Portland. Yeah. We would just go to Mount Hood Village and then stay there. Well, so we rented a class B RV because that's what we really think that we would like. But we wanted to try it out because we're like, okay, it's a big, huge investment. Will we like it? You know, we are both tall. We're both over six foot tall. So it's like, okay. And we have a dog, right? Is this really going to work? Is this really feasible? So we Okay, to- last week when we were talking, Melissa, yeah. you said you were going camping. Well, I was. That's <laughs> camping to me. An RV is not camping, but okay. It has a shower in it. That's not camping. Okay. By the way, that was the best part. The shower and <laughs> yeah. the toilet, the best part. And I love that um, it has a heater, oh. a TV, <laughs> internet. Like, what else do you need? We didn't, we didn't microwave. Use, we didn't use the TV. We didn't use the microwave. But oh, I loved it. So sorry to interrupt. I just thought you did mention camping, which I think our friend Jeanette is probably like, oh, camping, bring bear spray. You're like, I'm in an RV. <laughs> no wonder you were like, that's kind of weird. But you were hiking. Well, we were hiking. So we went yeah. to the Wallawas. And I think a couple episodes ago, you mentioned um, that you couldn't get your kids DMV um, appointments and that you had made one in Enterprise, Oregon. Yes. And not knowing where Enterprise, Oregon really was. Yeah. Well, guess what? I went through Enterprise, Oregon. Right, because I thought it was near Bandon. Yeah, it's not. It's No, it's by Joseph. It's by Joseph and the Wallawas. And, okay, first of all, I did not know. I, I did, like, like, I became obsessed with the Wallawas in high school because I did, like, a Actually, no, it was college. I did like a report on them. And I always wanted to go there, but I never went. I mean, I've, I've been in Oregon my whole life, right? So kind of silly, but I was like, hey, let's do that. So went, first of all, it is like a little Swiss Alps in Oregon. It's amazing. The mountains there are so beautiful. The water, it was fall. So everything had started to turn yellow in the trees. It was so pretty. We went hiking a couple days. 
there's a lake. It was just amazing. But we went, we went through Enterprise and Enterprise is maybe 10 to, well, maybe 15 minutes from Joseph. It is so far away. I, I was trying to envision you <laughs> waking yeah. up. Isn't it like five hours? Yeah, five and a half. I, I was envisioning you waking uh. up at the crack of dawn or not even, no, before dawn, like three o'clock in the morning to drive your kids to Enterprise, Oregon. Well, at that time, I was thinking I would just go the night before and we would just sleep in the big van. Yes. that would be And then get breakfast and then go. That's kind of my plan. But I'm just so glad I found 145 minutes away. Not- yeah five hours. Yeah. I think, I think you're really glad about that. (laughs) But, uh, we, first of all, shit gets real, real in the little towns about COVID. Like they are not wearing their masks over their noses. Half of them are not wearing masks, tons of shields instead of masks, you know, notes on the door saying, you know, you can thank Kate for this and everything. I'm thinking Kate did not invent this COVID thing. <laughs> like, um, definitely a whole nother world. But then Eric looked up how many cases, well, Joseph had had, or that I think the county actually will allow a county. And it was like one the previous day. So I'm like, oh. okay, these guys, you know, they don't have a whole lot of cases, but, um, we actually had a great time. It was just weird to be transplanted from the city where everything is COVID right now and yeah. go to a small town where it's not their biggest concern. They're just sort of a little annoyed that they have to be doing this because they don't have very many cases. So it was kind of nice and weird all at the same time. And it reminded me what a big impact all of this is going to have on all of us when we get back to some sort of normal. Yeah. You know, how weird that must be. Um, well, in a small town, it could have gone either way. They could have been like over the top or they would have been like what you saw, I would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when I went out to, um, I guess it was Northeast Portland when I got you your new toy mm-hmm. and or your new pow- superpower when it starts working. Um, but uh, they're like over the top. They were like, but it, all in a really great way. Like I totally felt safe over there. Um, other than I was driving a police vehicle that kind of freaked <laughs> me out. But, um, but like the coffee shop, like the, she was, um, they had a table at the door, so you couldn't even come in, yes. but she would, t- she took your order like six feet away. And then they just had the little thing where you put your card in. And then you're like, drink will be over there. And it's like no contact at all. And then we went into one store and immediately you're, you were led to the bathroom to wash your hands. Oh. And then you came wow. into the store to shop. And then the other one we went into, they gave you gloves to come in. Oh. Where were you at? But, in um, like off of um, Alberta, oh, in wow. Northeast Alberta. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. Interesting thing is in Joseph and Pendleton, because we stopped in Pendleton, um, everybody has like a stand with the hand sanitizer asking you to sanitize your hands before you come in, which they don't have that here. Yeah. Which they I should. Great. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. I think they're finding more of it's being spread via mouth, but I still don't think that, you know, taking that extra precaution makes sense to me for sure. And how do you feel about those face shields? I don't, I don't feel safe as safe Mm-mm. with those. Yeah. And I've even well, seen- I think if they're like sneezing, it still comes out. Yes. And if you're inhaling, it can go in. So yes. I'm, I can, I don't know. I just don't agree. Maybe it protects your eyes 
But I think if particles are still floating in, I don't know, unless we're all going to start wearing swim goggles and well, I've seen, masks, I've but... seen a little, you know, like example of how it's supposed to work. And basically it goes to the shield and then heads to the floor. But yeah. you can't tell me it's not just like still kind of hovering down lower and going to get okay. caught on the counter. <laughs> like... Here's the thing, Melissa, if you sneezed and I'm below you because I am 5'3", <laughs> okay? So when you said head, heads toward the floor, it's going to pass me first. Well, exactly. And what if, okay, so what if you're standing there and you're with somebody who's working at this, this store, right? And they sneeze before you got there. They, it hits the shield. It hits the counter. You're Ugh. then doing a transaction on the counter. Our whole lives have changed because now we're all like, even when this is over, we're going to be like looking at people like when they sneeze or... Oh, I know. Ugh. I know Eric had a, like yeah. a sneezing fit the other day and he, he quickly <laughs> left where we were getting coffee and he had his Yeah. Cause on. you feel like you've yes. got this, like, yeah. Yeah. He was like, I do not want people staring at me. Like, like know. I had a cough inside Costco and Michael's looking at me and then he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, I have to do it. My eyes are watering. I'm trying to collect as much spit as possible to like wash whatever dust was in my throat. And I'm like, I'm going to have to do it. Like, he's like, walk away, walk away. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to have to cough. And then you feel like a total Lepper. like, like a, yes, I was going to yeah. say that. But then I thought, well, my, it might um, I make know. somebody feel bad. So I know. Then I met, not PC. Like a zombie thing, you know? Maybe yeah. leper is not PC. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So here's what happened though. I have not told yeah. you the story. I know Tell I saw me. you this morning, but I, I didn't, I didn't want to ruin it. Okay. So we went on a beautiful hike up Hurricane Creek, Hurricane Creek on Friday. Beautiful, beautiful hike. And then Sunday, we decide to take a little hike. Well, we get to this waterfall and we're like, oh, let's stop here, have some lunch. And, and then we'll kind of go on past this waterfall. So I pull out all the sandwiches and everything and we're kind of getting, you know, everything settled. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to take a picture of this waterfall. Mm -hmm. And first of all, this whole area is like granite mountains. So you know how um, granite, when it's worn down by water, get these big, huge, slick rocks, right? They're like five feet by six feet. I mean, they're just huge and they're, they're soft and they're like smooth, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to, and it was really shallow, but it was rocky. And except for this one big, huge, smooth rock. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stand, like get kind of out into the waterfall and look back at it so I can kind of take a picture. Because it's not very full, you know, the water, there's not very much water coming down it, but it's coming very hard. So as I'm stepping on this smooth granite rock, I think, you know, this could be slippery. As I do this, I don't even recall what happened, but all of a sudden, whoosh, and I land full body on this rock. And as I'm landing, I look at my hand because I have my phone and I see my phone flying out of my hand and landing in the only pool of water, which is probably six feet wide by four <laughs> feet um, in like wide. And then depth was probably 30 inches, right? So not very big, but that's exactly where my phone went in the middle of the waterfall. But you got your 
phone back out, right? I did not. So it's only 30 inches deep? Yeah, it was 30 inches deep. Okay, so here's the deal. First of all, why don't you just get it? What? Why don't you just get it? Well, that would be really a good question. Okay, firstly, my husband is freaking out because he's just watched me like land like a, what he says, ton of bricks or side of beef. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You should stop saying that about mom. God, a side of beef. You know that commercial, you know, or you know that video of that guy who goes runs out on that frozen, uh, that frozen swimming pool and lands on it and he they, they show it in slow motion he just kind of do, 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 like his whole body crushes he she goes he goes that's what you look like oh my god and she's like you should probably stop saying that but anyways <laughs> so he's freaking out because he envisions that i'm going to continue sailing down this waterfall and get on yeah. snagged on these rocks and everything and i'm like my feet are steady now. Like I feel totally steady, except my breath had been taken away by the coldness mm-hmm. <laughs> of the water. And so I'm like, once he stops yelling at me, I'm like, no, no I got to get my phone. Like I got to get my phone out of here. So I start going in. Well, first, firstly, the water is coming so hard down and it's not very big. So there's a lot of like flying water, right? And it's not very deep but it's so cold. So I'm part in it. I'm digging at it. I'm digging. All I feel is rocks. I can't see in there because there's so much water hitting it. I can't really even like put my head in there because there's just water hitting it. So I struggled, struggled, had to come out, take a break, warm back up. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to eat my lunch. And then I'm going back in (laughs) because at this point I was soaked right? Mm, yeah. I could not find it. Did you get the picture? No, I didn't get the picture. <laughs> I didn't get a picture. I didn't get a picture. I was like, could it have gone to the cloud before it got in the water? Probably yeah, not. no. And in fact, uh, I don't, I think I got, didn't get any of my pictures from the entire trip. That, that just happened. Yeah, that did happen. Well, and I have to tell you, here's the thing of it. Like after I kind of calmed down. I was like, okay, I'm not going to find this. Right. I was like, look, it's just a thing. It's more important that I didn't break my leg, break my bottom. You know, I didn't get a concussion. Like I feel perfectly fine. My husband was convinced that I was going to be covered with head to toe bruises. In fact, I think he was a little disappointed that I didn't have a single bruise from this. That's because you're a superwoman. Well, so this brings me to my other point. Were you sore though? Like, no, (laughs) no, I was not sore at all. Right after it happened, I was like, you know, I think it kind of shook my head. I, I, I do remember like jarring my head and my neck was maybe a little sore. And so before I went to bed, I took like four Advil and no, I was not sore. I mean, I was like sore in the back of my legs. Um, my hamstrings from my hamstrings from my hamstrings. That's the side of beef. Yeah, exactly. Side of beef. My hamstrings um, from hiking for two solid days. But no, I was not sore. Weird. Yeah. So I guess it was meant to be. You're not supposed to have that phone anymore. Well, and you know what? I actually had had a had a hard week. I was listening to the Brene Brown the week before, and the Sonia Renee Taylor. Have you listened to that podcast? 
Uh-uh. Well, Sonia Renee Taylor and Brene Brown get together and they do on her podcast, which I can't remember Brene Brown's co- uh, podcast right now. But anyways, they talk about our bodies and how um, we our disdain for our bodies, basically. And the whole title of her book is my bot. Our bodies are not an apology or my body is not an apology. And I was kind of having a like a depressing moment about this. And then I was like, you know what? This is actually super positive because what this tells me is last week when I was worried about why I exercise and am I doing it for the right reasons? What's my why? Which you would understand if you listen to the podcast. I was like, you know what the why is, is because if I fall at the waterfall, I'm not going to be head to toe bruises. I'm not going to be as sore as somebody who doesn't work out at all. Yeah. So, you know what? I I actually felt like, okay, this, this was my, this was my wake up call. I don't know that it needed to be so expensive, but (laughs) this was my wake up call. This is why I exercise. This is why I try to stay healthy. Like I'm doing all the right things. I just need to keep moving forward. That's right. Yep. Yep. So when I saw you this morning, I did not have a cell phone. Mm. I then went to the AT&T store and got a SIM card for an old phone that I have. And I'm all back up and running on this cracked screen phone. Awesome. Yeah, it's totally ghetto. Well, you know, we used to go to Yosemite every year and we would hike up, you know, the different waterfalls and stuff. And then they had to block them off because people would, like you, would get in the tops of the pools. Yes, but it's all granite and people would just slide right off the, the top of the waterfalls into the pool below. And if there's only 30 feet or 30 inches down below, and I don't know what it is in Yosemite, but how many times people had actually just gone off even because it's so misleading. You have no idea how hard that water is going or how fast. And if you're and it's slippery, like you said, granite. Yeah. So, um, we take those warnings pretty seriously. So unless you're, you're already on the ground, then it's a little different, but still. So what you're saying is my husband had every right to be so concerned that I was going to continue to slide down the waterfall. Yeah. Were, were you at the top of the waterfall or the base of it? No, I was at the base of it. But yeah. like, but how, you could have easily gone down. Like, yeah, yeah that the, stuff uh, is scary. My thing was, look, it's very shallow where I would have continued to slide. And he was like, yeah, you were going to hit these jagged rocks and these branches and all this stuff. And you were just going to get torn up. Yeah. Which he could be right. I don't know. He could be. He was not yeah. afraid like I was going to go fall, go down the next waterfall because it was pretty far away. But um, yeah, but like trying to help you out injured, you already hiked up there. That would be. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. could you imagine even just hurting your ankle or whatever? Well, that would be really hard. And that's what he was freaking out about too. Yeah. Secondly, you know, when I kind of stood up, he's like, okay, are you okay? Because we were already two miles in. We would have had to hike down two miles. And he was like, I knew there was no way I could carry you. Like, oh my gosh, what were we going to do? Yeah. Ah. So yeah, that it's was. good that we have those types of men in our lives that like, you know. Yes. Think strongly about things. Yes, yes, yes. I call him Michael. Like he's like my tether of my balloon. He totally you know? is. Yeah. I kind of go this way or that way. But I only go three feet in one direction or the other because he's got me solid on the ground. Oh my gosh, he totally is your tether. Yeah. yeah, which is great. I mean, he allows me to kind of spin around. He does, you know, in this direction, that direction. 
And you but doesn't let me get too to. far. Yeah. Oh, his chain is really long. Yeah. But but then I try Heather. to enjoy those things with him. Yeah. yeah, his chain. No, he would probably call it a chain. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's much longer than my tether. But um, sometimes I just like, you know, wrap my tether around his chain and do it with him. Yes. Yeah. You're good about that. <laughs> You're good about that. Well, oh so what gosh. are we doing today? So today I wanted to ask you 20 questions, random weird stuff. And some of them I pulled from like a psychology, you know, book, uh, actually a website, but, and then some of them are just random ones that I thought of that I think would be fun for us to get to know you better, Melissa. Okay. Well, are you going to answer them too? Or is it just me on the hook? Yeah. If you have some, I would do that too. And no, you, you have, have to, to answer it. the same ones. Oh, I do? Yes. You don't, so you don't have any questions? No. Okay. I didn't prepare any questions. I thought we were answering the same questions. <laughs> well, I mean, we could, maybe we just ask a question and then we both just talk about it. How about that? Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, so because we are a podcast that's kind of all over the place and again, we have it all over the place because these are the things that the topic topics that come up in the salon yep. and we are just going with that. Um, so our non-focus is our focus. How about that? Yes. Okay. A show so, about nothing. Um, <laughs> a show about everything. Exactly. God. Is it half empty or half full, Melissa? I don't know. You don't know? Tell me. Uh, it's That's half a question. full. I'm definitely okay. half full. Okay, good. Are you half full? Um, I'm always on the... I would think that I'm on the the positive side, although Ella's like, you're like that lady in the um, in that show that's like the wah-wah-wah. Really? On um, Saturday Night Live, I was like, really? I think I just happened to say something that she th it reminded her of that negative person on SNL. Well, it's because probably she wanted to do something that was silly and you were like, yeah, you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> probably. We were on the boat. And I can't remember what I said. but Because I was going to okay. say, I don't think you're, I think you're half full. I hope so. Yeah. I would hope that people would think that of me. But um, so we do ghosts. We do mysteries. We do pretty much anything. But this next question, I want to know what you think the difference between a ghost and a spirit is. Oh, or is there, is it the same thing? You know, I don't really think there is, I don't think there is a difference, but what I do think is that a ghost appears to people and a spirit, a spirit probably could appear to people, but I don't think that I think the ter the term when people talk about ghosts, it's because they've seen something. I would agree with you. I think um, I think if you don't want it to seem so scary, we may say spirit. Yes. Or I think ghost comes across as being a little bit more scary. Yes. And then, um, like you, I think we can um, sense or feel a spirit, but we may see a ghost. Yes. Now, right. other people may not agree with that. And again, please interact with us on our uh, social media pages, whether it's, you know, directly with our website or Instagram, Facebook. For sure. Twitter. Because also yeah. we are not experts at this. We are no, just two God. ladies who like to talk about this and get together yeah. every couple of weeks. And we talk about this stuff and we don't actually have the answers. That's why we bring other people on to tell us their opinions and their opinions may be different than what other people think too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we're open to learning more. So if you have a better way to describe that please tell us yeah okay um here's this funny one do you like mustard or ketchup i'm a mustard girl 
Oh, me too. I used to be ketchup. I was ketchup when I was a kid, like all the way. I think because it's so sugary, but I'm definitely a mustard girl now. Okay. You want to know something gross about me? When I was in college, um, I just didn't want to spend money on food, you know, was trying to like watch what I ate. I ran a lot. So I, (laughs) this is so gross. My girlfriend and I both did this. We would take carrot sticks. Sometimes we didn't even like cut them into sticks. We'd just take the whole carrot. And, you know, we didn't have baby carrots back in the 90s. We had like bags of carrots, right? Yeah. Um, We would take carrots and we would dip them in stone ground mustard and Mm -hmm. eat them just like that. Mm, That is weird. Like it was like (laughs) hummus. Um, okay. So my friend does that with asparagus now, like when we do the movie nights out front, she dips it in mustard and I'm like, first of all, who eats raw asparagus? Maybe. Yeah. And then she just dips it in mustard. I'm like, okay, uh, but I do like raw string beans. Do you like raw string beans? I like snap peas, but not string beans. Oh, I like snap peas too. I grew up I with my grandparents had a garden. My parents had a garden. Yeah. So we well, that's different. Out. I think if you go right out there and start eating it, that's, but I wouldn't buy them at the store and just eat them. Oh, I would. Oh, okay. But I don't buy them very often because they're yeah. just really good fresh and we yeah. grow them. So, but, um, and you're right. Sometimes from the grocery store, they're not as firm. They're not as crispy and crunchy, but yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not down with asparagus, but I'm, I'm down with most other vegetables like that. <laughs> well, here's something gross about me. Um, I love really bad feet. Um, oh, yes, when I do a pedicure, yes, yeah, only because I can make them when they leave, they think like I was magical or something. And, um, so, um, and when people come in, they're like, they're all embarrassed. I'm like, no, I go, I'm actually a little disappointed, but that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> They're not as bad as I was hoping. See, no, I like to get in there and like make them look really good. And, um, and especially like if they're older and they just really can't get to them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. That okay, is gross, kind of, but... kind of like that. I like to pop zits. Ew. <laughs> I know. I watch, I watch Dr. Pimple Popper, oh but, um, I totally think in uh, another life I'm going to be a pimple popper doctor. Why another life? Why don't you just do it now? Oh, I should think she has to go to too much school. I'm not about that. I did. I did actually, Eric suggested that I I said, you know what? I totally would become a pimple popper if I didn't have to go to school for it. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be way in. I would do a lot of things if I didn't have to go to school for it. Me too. And, And everybody laughs, especially in my family, like, Oh my gosh, you like to pop any, like I love taking um, slivers out. I love popping pimples. I love that. That's funny. There's a, that was one of my questions. I got to see where it was. It was like, if you could do anything different, like a job, what would you do? Okay. So is that the one thing? That is not my one thing. My one thing, if I had just like, could say, I want to be this, it would be a professional um, athlete. And go to really? the Olympics. Which, like anything? No. Don't care. Just something professional. Yeah. I just, okay. I, 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 I kind of like in my 20s, I was like, you know, if I could just dream a dream, it would just be to be a professional athlete. Wow. Yeah. I, I really have no competitive, competitive bone in my body. I just would not make a very good athlete at all. Yeah. You know? I just dig it. 
I think I would be a funeral director or what I would really like to be is a medical, what it like, um, Michael Bowden or Bowden, what is his name? He's like a medical kind of detective guy. The guy that's, you know, tries to figure out how they died. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Um, a medical examiner or, a yes, um, I would be that, or Dr. I would be a funeral G. director. Have you ever yeah. watched that show? Dr. G? Yeah, I, I would be. I would be that or I would be a funeral director. Okay. So I can get behind the medical, <laughs> whatever. What are we calling that? Medical examiner. Examiner. There we go. Um, the funeral director. No, you, I, I don't see it. You're well, too happy. You Okay. First of all, you, there's a lot more to it besides just working with like the body, let's say, because really you're only prepping it for whatever they decide as the family. Right. But there is a lot of like getting the, you're, it's almost like a, an event. You're an event planner. Yeah. But you could, because you're be helping silly. them with the, you're very silly and funny and you got like to laugh and you couldn't do that. I think I could, I just couldn't do it in front of families and stuff. <laughs> like, like I could fix their hair and get them dressed and wow. get them presentable. And then like, help the family plan all of that stuff. Cause that stuff's super intense. And when my parents had died, I'm like, I was reeling. I didn't even know where to like, what do I start with? Like, right. and it's a big blur, but if you had somebody that made it simple and easy and wasn't trying to take every dollar you had, like if you could just say like, okay, let's, you know, is there flowers? What do you like to do this? Like, you know, make it really simple. I think, um, I wouldn't mind. I've always thought about that. Really? See, I can't yeah. see that for you, but I could see. Um, and it's a job that's always going to be there. Well, that is true. Yeah. Well, I have also said I should follow this up with this thing is that when I'm done doing what I'm doing, I think I should be a PI. You should. I've always just wanted to be a mom. Oh, yeah. you are a good mom. I wanted to give my kids a better life, a better childhood than what I had grown up with. And you know what? I think you've done that. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. For they sure. probably, you know, it's probably just the opposite. They're like, Oh God. Which <laughs> is funny because that is what I think your past life kind of told us too. Was what, what do you mean? Remember your past life regression yeah. was that you yeah. had had one child and the child died. Yeah. I think your, I think your life, this life was to have lots of kids and lots of love. I yes. You found a lot of, um, satisf satis I don't know. I'm bad with words today. A lot of satisfaction That's out of being the mom in the previous life. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Here's a question. What is a cold case? Oh, a cold case. Well, I think a cold case is a case that is going absolutely nowhere. They can't, they have no leads to go on or no leads that are leading anywhere. At least they may have some evidence or something, but it's just going nowhere. So could a cold case be six months old? Yes. I, I, yeah. That's what I was just like, is it a time thing or is it more like there's just nowhere, no more leads? There's nothing else. 
I think they don't call it a cold case at that point. They'll just say we the the investigators have no leads. But I think, yeah, I think that's they just don't want to say that it's a cold case at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I do think that. Okay. What is your biggest accomplishment? Ooh. Oh my gosh. You know what? Honestly, I think it was getting through a five-year college degree. I didn't have, you know, a lot of money. I took out a lot of loans and I thought, oh my God, how am I going to do this? You know, I was the first person to go to college in my family and um, my parents had no idea how all this was going to work and what the process was. And so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to take out these loans and I'm going to cross my fingers and hope for the best. And so I think that's one of my biggest accomplishments when I just couldn't see what life could be like on the other end of that. But I just knew that was the right thing for myself. And I just yeah. did it. That's good. How about you? Um, I don't really have a lot of accomplishments. That but is not true. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like huge and significant, I could say, but um, see, I that's think just where, having that's a family, say, like, this is where I'm going to tell you that this is where your hat, your glass is half empty is only when you talk about yourself. I don't think so. I just don't have like the college education like you had and have, I didn't have the support of, of with my family like you probably did. Um, no, I didn't have much support. Oh, my didn't. parents didn't um, discourage me, but my my extended family did discourage me. Yeah. They were like, why do you need to do that? That seems like a waste of money. Uh, yeah. We did. We talked about your family before about that. Um, I don't know. I think just having a family is probably my biggest accomplishment. And raising four beautiful kids and being, hmm. how long have you guys been married? You've been married forever. Like 18 years, not as okay. long as you. Okay. But yeah. That's still, you're, you're encroaching upon 20 and 20 to 25 is just a blur. So. Oh, great. That's yeah. probably because they're going, they're leaving the they're house. Leaving. And... Yeah. 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 We're launching them. You're just in survival mode. You're like, okay, how are we going to pay for college or how are we going to help them through college? Like it just yeah. is a blur. That's okay. Yeah. You have they a lot of accomplishments, but <sighs> I definitely think you have, you and Michael both have just been great parents. Hmm. How about this? Um, if you could meet a celebrity, who would it be and why? And are they living or not living? Okay, here's the deal. Yeah. I have a crush still on the Obamas. Oh, yeah. And I listened last night on our way home in our RV to Michelle Obama's um, podcast because I had heard a lot of wonderful things and she had uh, Barack on and I was like, you know what? We would be best friends if we knew each other. <laughs> I know we would. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. So I'm kind of having a, a, a crush. Can you have a couple crush? I don't know how that works. I, I definitely am having a crush on her, but I crush on him too. Or just as a, as people in general, I think you could probably want them as your neighbors, you know? Yes. No, best friends. Best friends. Oh, best friends. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not best friends with my neighbors. How about you? <laughs> well, um, I think the one person I really wanted to meet was Dr. Wayne Dyer. And then he died and I was really sad. And I, when I realized how old he was, I was like, oh, I need to meet him. You know, he's, his time's limited. And then I didn't realize that, I mean, he was older, but not old enough that he was 
going to pass anytime soon, but I just, I knew there was a time restriction, but then um, I think he ended up having a heart attack. So it was unexpected. So yeah. I was really sad about that. So I didn't get to meet him, but I think Anthony Hopkins is still pretty high on my list. Ooh. And, and I don't even know why. I don't even know what I would talk to him about or anything, but um, I just enjoyed a lot of his entertaining movies. And I just thought he was always a really interesting person. Um, at least his uh, characters have always been really interesting. So, um, but, and I what our know. listeners probably don't know about you is you love scary movies. I do. I would really like to meet, um, gosh, The Handmaid's Tale Moss. What's oh, her name? Yes. June um, from Handmaid's Tale. But, yes. Uh, what is her name? I want to say Something Emily, Moss. but I don't think that's no. right. Elizabeth Moss. I really like her. I had the E part right. You did. Yeah, okay. she's awesome. Yeah, I liked her. I like her. Um, but I would want to meet probably Anthony Hopkins has always been on. Um, I don't even know. Like I, I feel pretty good. I wouldn't have to meet anybody, but that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. That would be. Um, tell me if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Oh. <sighs> You know what? I would, I want people to come back together. I feel like as a nation, we are so divided. I want us to come back together and I want us to start helping the environment. Yeah, I think that's coming. Well, I don't, I'm not sure about the whole working together, but I do feel that we all need to just get along and then just recognize the differences, but not have that be something that tears us apart. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. the differences be- really they don't have to be so hostile. Yeah. Like I really feel like it's become personal instead of um, when I was you know, when I was growing up, the two parties were really about fiscal things, right? Yeah. One wanted less government control. One wanted more. Um, not control, but more government um, systems, more government help, right? And the other one didn't. And now I just feel like it's just really personal and it's gotten really, really ugly. Yeah. What would you want for the world? Was it, is that the same thing? or? Yeah, I think I just wish that people would just get along and, and just not like be so angry if I don't agree with you or if you don't agree with me about it like just say okay well we don't believe in the same thing but not like people are so mean I just want people to be nice yeah yeah for sure Uh, okay tell me this what is the worst thing you've been through what's the worst thing I've been through yeah oh my gosh wow that is so many prongs to that. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I actually think that I'm going to stick with the first thing that came to my mind. And it was when my son was in the fourth grade summer. It was like at the end of fourth grade summer before his fifth grade year, he, um, unexplainably got really horrible symptoms of OCD. He started pulling out his eyelashes. He started spitting in his shirt or spitting on the ground. He started um, worrying about what dates were on the food in the refrigerator. He would eat like chips or French fries to his fingers so that he didn't touch his fingers to his mouth. And then he'd 
shove the rest. He'd either throw away the rest of the French fry or the chip or he'd stuff it in his pocket so we didn't see. Have I been doing your nails that long? Because I remember when this happened. Yes. Yes. Wow. And it ended up being um, a reaction, an autoimmune reaction to strep throat. And it went in his brain and um, it took us a month and a half, which seemed so long to watch your kid like disappear in front of your eyes. Cause that's what I felt like. I felt like this was not my kid anymore. And, um, we went to a psychologist because everybody just told us we were crazy and this is just what happens. You know, kids kind of change at this time. We're like, no, this is serious. And, um, she said, you know, have you heard of pandas? And we're like, no. And she's like, well, it's kind of controversial, but you know, he kind of has the telltale signs. Like, did this happen pretty much overnight? And I'm like, absolutely happened overnight. And so we ran a simple blood test and the blood test kind of came back inconclusive. Like one part was a yes and the other part was eh, no. And so we said, well, what's the harm in at least putting him on antibiotics and seeing what happens? And so thankfully we convinced our doctor to do that. And within seven days it was gone. But over the course of us going through this and struggling through this, it was about three total months. And, um, we met so many other families and so many other kids who life altering, life altering. Cause it was a very controversial, um, diagnosis. A lot of people didn't believe in it. And there were like one little girl that was Jacob's age she ended up, they checked her into a, um, anorexic clinic, like an inpatient because she, her, and for some reason, oftentimes this particular pandas, um, shows up in what they're eating and what they put in their mouth and they've got fear about it. And so that's what it ended up for her. And they thought she was anorexic. So just, and they put them on big time psycho drugs and we never had to do any of that because we caught it fairly soon. Um, but just horrible, horrible. And that was really hard to watch your kids yeah. sort of slip away into a new person. I'd say. And not be able to help them. That's yeah. the scary part. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. How about for you? Um, probably, Watching both of my parents pass away. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. And of yeah. course they weren't at the same time, but still it was just like, oh. And even though like um, I was not close to, you know, probably either one, but probably closer to my dad, but especially my mom, like I think I was able to take care of her in the end because I was not close to her. Yeah. So I was able to do some of the things that you can do when you're just not as, I don't know close to somebody, but yeah. How did that, how did that impact you from that point on? Um, you know, I always wonder like if things would be different now had they lived, like, would we be closer now or, but then at the same time, while she was sick, there were some things that she had said that I'm like, nothing would change. So I'm not, I don't, I don't look back and be like, oh, I wish I could have, should have anything because um, I just feel like that's just how it was. And she did the best she could. And that was it. Like, and I think I did a lot of my grieving while she was sick versus uh, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
And did you have kids when she died? Um, no, but I found out later that month I was pregnant. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I, had, I, think... I had even gotten married and didn't tell her. <gasps> wow. Yeah, because I, I didn't want him to be at the wedding. Did, and oh, my dad what? had it. No, okay. I had a wedding. I, I was a very small wedding, but my dad had a trip planned to, oh, he was going to the rainforest and I didn't want, um, what was it? Where was he going? Somewhere in the rainforest, but he had this big trip planned and I didn't want him to cancel it just to come to get me getting married. So I didn't tell him cause he was going to be gone. Was he you know. hurt? No, I don't think so. I think he was kind of mad that Mike, maybe Michael didn't ask first, but then we don't have a traditional family. So I was like, he said that that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. You know? Well, I definitely think that, your relationship with your mother, especially, I'm not sure about your dad has impacted how you have raised your kids. And for sure. I was always an inconvenience and yeah, yeah, it was not good, but that's fine. But she did the best she could. Yeah. She did the best she could as with every parent, I think. Um, but we either do the same or we do the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. And I exactly. think you've taken the approach of, you know, I'm not going to make my kids feel like an inconvenience. I'm still going to have a life, but I am going to make them a priority. And I think you've done a really good yeah. job of that. Good. Yeah. Um, tell me how anger manifests in your body. Oh, anger. I think it's in my shoulders um, and control. When I am angry, I start trying to control things that I can control. So I get really bossy or directive. Yeah. But that's really just my reaction to feeling out of control or angry about something else. Yeah. How about you? Um, I think when I get upset, I clean. But in my actual body, I feel probably like you in my shoulders and my neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. How about this? Um before you make a call to someone, do you try to run through what you're going to say first or do you just call them? If it's a serious conversation or a big yeah. conversation, yes, I do. I totally run through it. And sometimes I'll even make notes. I'm a big note taker so that, especially if there's several topics that I want to go over, I will write down so that I don't forget those topics. Mm. How about you? Yeah. Um, I think if it's something really important, a lot of times if it's really important, I would rather send an email yeah. so that I have it in writing and then I get their response also in writing. Yes. Um, but I think if it's a serious phone call, I may actually have something written down that I want to make sure I hit my points yeah. so I don't forget to say something. But, um, usually like calling you, I'm like, Hey, you know, I don't plan it out. Right. Right. <laughs> Other right. than like, I might pull up some questions I might have for you. How about this? What is the one thing you're most grateful for? Ooh, I am most grateful for a wonderful family. Yeah. I know that's like such a typical answer. And you know what else though, after this whole fall in the waterfall, I'm really thankful that my body is strong. Yeah. It's healthy. That's it's strong. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I'm very grateful for my husband. I really, without him, I don't even know where I would be. <laughs> Honestly, I would I already had a lot of jobs. I'd probably have three times as many. Um, I don't know. I just think he's a pretty good person. 
I mean, he's a really great person, actually. He right? is a great person. And yeah. he is so good for you. He is like the yin <laughs> to your yang. If you had a crystal ball and look in your future, what would you want to see? What would you want to find out? I really want to know where my kids are going to land. I want to know, are they going to like stay here in the area? Or are they going to split up and both be in different states? Like I really want to be around my kids when they're having families and raising their kids. Yeah, and I'd really rather not be split between two states. Yeah. How about you? Um, I would probably want to know about like me and my husband's health. Oh, like, are we, are we good for a while? Like I, because my fear would be like, my mother didn't get to see any of my kids and not that she was close to me at all, but I want to be there for my grandkids. Like, would I, is there something I could be doing, which I know that there is, or there's lots of things I could be doing to ensure that my health would be good much longer, like you being mm -hmm. healthy and mm -hmm. active and all of that. Um, I guess I don't really need a crystal ball to do that, but I would like to see Are there big things in, uh, in the future that we could work on now that we wouldn't have later I guess I don't know my fear is like not I want to be with them forever <laughs> so and so I know that yeah that podcast that I was telling you about yeah um she kind of covers that she basically says what's your why yeah. And they were specifically talking about working out, but what, why do you work out? The important part is to figure out, or why do you stay active? Why do you do, why do you eat right? What do you do? If you can figure out what your why is, if your why is, I want to be around for my grandkids. I want to be able to play with them in the yard. I want to bike with them, whatever. That, knowing that and saying that will actually keep you doing all those things. If you have no why, to stay active or to work out or anything, you're not going to do it and you're not going to stick with it. Well, I don't do it, but I want that. So I need to just get off my butt and do it then. Well, I would say to you, then you figure out what, what keeps you accountable. There's, this is the other book that I read over COVID just in the last month, Four Tendencies. There's The Upholder, and this was a book by, oh my gosh, what was her name? I need to figure this out so we can give her street cred for this. Okay. The four tendencies from Gretchen Rubin. They are the upholder, the obliger, the questioner, and the rebel. Which one are you? Well, I'm the questioner. I resist outer expectations and I only meet my inner expectations. So I'm married to a, um, obliger. He meets outer expectations and resists inner expectations. So if he's expected to exercise twice a week by an app or a group or, you know, a group of people that he gets together with or whatever, he will do that. But if he has an expectation for himself, he won't meet it. Mm. So you actually could be an obliger. Yeah. That would make I, sense for your, also for your personality because you do things to um, meet outside expectations before you'll do it for yourself. For sure. But then the upholder is the person that if they're told by the dentist to floss twice a day, brush three times a day, mouthwash after meals, you know, they follow all the rules. So they'll meet outer expectations and they'll meet their inner expectations. That's a hard person. Yeah. 
my daughter is that person though. And she's just very organized. She knows what she wants. She's got her shit pulled together. Like she's on it. But now my son is the opposite. He's the rebel. Yeah. He resists outer expectations and he resists inner expectations. Yeah. So he just does whatever the hell he wants because he wants to. Yeah. Do you, do you care what people think about you? I do. Yeah. I wish I didn't. Well, I do and I don't. Like, you know, you can take me or leave me, but like, I don't want you to be mean to me about it. And I don't want you to talk behind my back about it. Like, like I always say, like, whatever, um, like, I try not to say anything that I wouldn't say to someone's face. Me too. Right. So if you can just put that in, you would, then I think you're okay. But like some people don't want to hear certain things and, um, because they're hard sometimes, but I don't know. I think, um, I care, but I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Well, I'm, I'm beginning to care less now as I age, but yeah, it still hurts my feelings. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on what the situation is too. Well, like, true. and what, it, what, what was it founded on yeah. exactly? Like, and, and sometimes like people might be mad at you or something, but I just, unless you, you can tell everybody else, but unless I know why that's not going to fix anything. Yeah. Well, right. exactly. You can't change it if you don't know what it is. Right. I just had right. a falling out with a client and their expectations did not align with their budget. And I, like the week earlier had said, you know, I'm concerned that I'm going to, now that you've changed the budget, but your expectation is this quality level. I'm afraid that I'm not going to meet your expectations once you see the finished product. Yeah. And, um, so I said, so maybe this just isn't a good relationship. Oh no, you wouldn't walk away from this. Would you? No, I, I won't, but I just am. I'm really concerned that you and I won't align. And so then the, a week later, I sent an addendum to our scope of work and, you know, outlining the changes that he wanted to make. And he then terminated our relationship. And um, it's really bothered me because I feel like I was just being very honest that, you know, you talk about wanting this really high quality level, yet the budget doesn't align with that. And yeah, I feel like I'm in a no win situation that I can't, I, there's no way I can please you because yeah, I can get to that budget price, but some of the quality is going to suffer and yeah. yet you still want that high quality for, you know, way less than we agreed to original budget and actually. So what are you upset about? Because you kind of already planted the seed that this isn't going to work out. And then when he took you up on that, then you're upset. So what part of it are you upset about? I think I like to please people and I'm disappointed that he's upset and that I wasn't able to make him happy. Um, But ultimately he would have been unhappy because he wouldn't have wanted. That was the thing. I felt like I was, I was, if I pulled the plug on it and said, look, I don't think this is going to work out. Yeah. I'll make him unhappy. And then if I go through with it and do the rest of the work and we get to the, you know, move in all this furniture and he's not happy with it, he's not going to be happy with it. You know, I felt like I was in a no win situation, but I feel bad. 
Yeah, no, I going back to my old friends, I kind of feel that same way. Like I put so much effort into something and then for it to just like go away without even an explanation. It's weird. Yeah. But at the same time, like I feel like you planted the seed. Yes. And it really didn't take long for it to sprout. Yeah. And honestly, like he saved both of you. Well, that's but I do understand. You're still like, God, could you have just called me about it? Like you know, he probably thought about it after you let or after your conversation. And he was like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And and maybe you have such high expectations of the things that you want and what you were interpreting that he needed. And then it just didn't meet up with financially what he had in mind. Well, and that was that was the other lesson, too, is, you know, a lot of people in my business, you'll say, OK, do you have a budget? And they'll say no you know, I want it to be a showstopper. I want it to be this. I want it to be that, you know, I want it to be really nice, or I just want it to be simple. I just don't, I don't care. You know, I, this kind of thing. And you kind of let them get out of answering the question. Yeah. But I shouldn't have, I do care. I should, yeah, I should have nailed it down and at least said, okay, if I say X amount, does that make you sweat? Yeah. (laughs) You know, if I say X amount. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would you just give me your checkbook because I need to know here. <laughs> exactly. That, that was my big mistake is, is letting yeah. him get out of that question. That's true. But now, you know, yep. you know how yep. it works. I yeah. won't do that one again. That's all right. We all learn things. I learned things the hard way. Yeah. Um, we'll just do a couple more questions because we're getting into time. But um, what do you do differently from other people? Oh, all other people. I don't know that I do anything different than all other people. I think the thing that my friends would say is different about me is mm-hmm. that I'm um, very, it is what it is. And I am going to say it straight and I'm very direct. You're not going to be like, Oh, is Melissa mad at me? Oh, is she ignoring mm-hmm. me? Um, definitely very clear about how I feel. And also if we are good friends and we don't talk for six months. When we get back together, it is like no time has passed. Like we will just pick up from where we, you know, left. There's no, why haven't you called me? Why haven't you come to see me? None of that. It's like, okay, here's where we need what the things we need to, you know, cross off our list. Oh my gosh, what have you been doing? Get me all caught up. We have, you know, you have five minutes to tell me six months worth of stuff. (laughs) Exactly. No, I totally agree with all of that. I love, that's what I love about you too. Like, and I feel like I'm the same way with that. Like you just know if I'm upset or not upset or, you know, um, I do love that about you. I would say um, for me, this is kind of hard because sometimes like, you know, we live in this like box. I feel like sometimes my perspective is on the outside of the box, looking at it totally different than other people. So sometimes when I feel like I'm explaining something, like I've had people in the past be like, yeah, but the point is this. And I'm like, but my, what I see is this, like a totally different, like maybe the issue that I see is totally different than the issue that they see. Which is why you're good. That, that I just, but really- in life, the most people see it that one way. And then I feel like I'm such an oddball because I don't see, or the things that I feel like are what that, like the things that I feel like are more important, aren't the same things that they are seeing. If that makes any sense. Like, uh, it totally makes know. sense to me. Yeah. But that's actually what I appreciate about you is that you're willing to say, well, you know, as a possibility, it's really like this or, you really, 
could look at it this way and it doesn't have to be that way. And that's refreshing because sometimes we do get into friendships where it's just telling you what you want to hear. And that's not really what you, that's not really what's good for us. It's good for us to hear another perspective and go, you know, maybe this person just meant this, or, you know, I see this as this. And you're like, oh, I never thought of that that way. You know? Well, that's, that's good when we have our relationship that you and I have, that you've known me long enough to understand that and maybe appreciate that. But when I'm like sitting in a group of people and we're all just chatting away and then somebody asks a question and I say something, sometimes <laughs> they're just like, what the, what the F did she just say? Cause they're not even on the same page. And I just like, Oh my God, I did it again. I just like, like diarrhea, whatever I was thinking and then I, so I'm like, I really have to pull back if I'm in a social setting with even people that I, I know, but I'm not really good friends with. Okay. So or, that, that, yeah. that is the part that I find hard when I meet new people, um, that I feel like they're not being authentic. So when you're yeah. talking about like, you have to hold back, you have to not be who you are. You have to not say those outrageously funny, silly things that nobody was thinking or nobody would have said or wouldn't have come out of their mouth. Like for me, when I am in those situations and those people are there, that's when I'm like, oh my God, she's totally authentic. Like she was, yeah. she was not afraid to sit in a room full of, you know, <laughs> Lake Oswego mom, sorry ladies, and say something completely off, off the wall you know, about ghosts and spirits or whatever. Right. Um, but like socially, that's so not accepted, especially in our little community. Yes. Yes. So I'm, I feel really odd because I do, the, I do think I think much differently than a lot of people. Well, and I put, yeah, especially the stereotypical community that you're in. <sighs> and I know yeah. that not everybody's like that. Like I know some people that are totally authentic like yourself, but it definitely, your community definitely has like a bad rap for just sort of being, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to put words to it, but, um, yeah. you know, maybe less than open to a lot of different things. Yeah, I guess. Uh, or they just don't need there. I feel like a lot of, um, some people in our community are too, um, surface. Yeah. Too worried about what everybody thinks and not being authentic. Right. They don't even know who they are, yeah. what they like, or I don't know. And, and I think they just don't spend their time in a lot of the topics that I do. So but I that's know. why it's, it's great good. when you are around because you let your freak flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I used to think my dad was so weird. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> so weird. Okay. One last question and then we're done. Okay. Um, what is the one question that people ask you that you don't like? Oh, I don't like. How tall are you? What? How tall are you? Oh, you don't like that? No. You are tall though. Did you play, Did you basketball? play basketball? Yeah. <laughs> you play volleyball or you are a good spiker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right term. Is it it? Is that right? Well, yeah, you can say that. We call okay. it hitter, but it is spiking the ball. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I could never do that. <laughs> like, 
I don't think I can even touch the top of the net. But you um, would make an amazing libero or setter, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If I could hit a ball straight, that would be great. That would never happen. No, a setter. You don't even need to hit the ball. I I know I set it for somebody else, but you have to hit it in the place that you want it to go. Well, you don't hit it. You actually use your hand or whatever basket. Yeah, you set it. Oh, okay. I can maybe do that. You could. Better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hate when people ask me why I don't drink. Oh, yeah. Because there's no real reason. Yeah. Like, I just, just, my, like, we have family struggles with alcohol, so I try not to encourage it. But I just don't. Like, I never really liked it. So I just decided never to do it. <laughs> and so when we go to parties, it's usually like, oh... You know, most of the time, a lot of people um, don't even realize I'm not drinking. Yeah. I've been to parties where people are like, let's go get another drink. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, but they have no idea. I haven't even been drinking. <laughs> so have you ever, have you ever like made up things like, oh, I was a raging alcoholic or, oh, I, I turn into a, you know, werewolf if I drink or, you know, like, have you ever um, tried? Okay. What I do say is, um, there are two things that will happen. I will become your best friend and I would be naked. And those are two things you don't want together. <laughs> so that's usually what I say. Um, but, uh, I should make up something really funny like that. Um, that's why I don't, but I, but I think people automatically assume that I have, I'm an alcoholic or I'm right. recovering or anything like that. I just don't, I never liked it. Um, somebody's got to be able to drive our kids if there's an emergency. Like, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. But I don't like when people ask that because um, I don't really have an answer for you. I just don't. But I have been to parties where, you know, there's like a cake and somebody will hand me a drink and then I just pass it to the next person. Right. And because they're all drinking, they don't even know that I'm not. Right. Unless they're personal friends. And then, but a lot of times like personal friends don't invite me to go to do anything because I don't drink. Oh. Because I might be judging them or I'm not going to have as much fun or I'm going to, you know, whatever. I, I just don't get included in some of those things because of that. Oh, interesting. And I don't like I don't mind going, though, though, going out and doing things or going to a house party or whatever. I just don't. But I also don't like to be around drunk people. So like if we go camping and people like I'll sit around the campfire for a while and then, you know, two drinks in is about when I start to disappear. And I'm like, I'm going to go uh, check on the book. kids and I just never come back. Yeah. Yeah, I just, and Brandy's like, you're not coming back, are you? Like, <laughs> Probably not. Because I just really don't like to, like, I don't know if you probably recognize this, but when people, there's a point where people's personalities change. Yes. Yeah. They even physically look different. Yes. And at that's the point when I leave. Yeah. Yeah. Does I just don't you, want to engage with anybody. Um, I just think at that point, the, the dynamic has changed. And I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because growing up with an alcoholic father, I'm very um, in tuned to the change. Yeah. And if I'm not drinking, I do not like the change as well. Yeah. It makes me feel uncomfortable, especially if like it's not the crowd. Like if nobody else is getting drunk and this one person is totally getting drunk, then I feel very uncomfortable. If it's a situation where we all are and it's, you know, whatever, there's big that's fun. Or whatever. Then, then I'm fine doing that. But definitely, I've had instances where 
um, you know, that's just not the vibe. It's like, you know, backyard fun time barbecue with the family and one person's just getting wasted and you're like, okay, this that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> this is not comfortable. I feel uncomfortable. That's just really, really sad when yeah. that one person's having their own party. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm, and I think it's funny when, you know, let's just say I, I do happen to come back and people are like nine drinks in, then it's kind of funny. Yeah. Some of the, you know, they're up dancing or they're trying to jump over the fire or something. Then you're like, okay, now I got to be here just in case of emergency. I was going to say, um, now you have to be the know, police. Maybe I'm just a control freak. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, God, yeah. I don't want to ever be described as that, but I think I might be. And I just didn't even know it. Well, that's probably why you don't like feeling out of control uh, with drinking, because that's what it yeah. is, right? But I think you're smart to show your kids that, A, you can still not drink and have a good time, and B, you don't have to have had a drinking problem just to say, hey, I don't drink, yeah. and tell people about it. Well, and that's what I used to say is like... um, I've gone to parties where my kids are there, you know, with, you know, like a new year's Eve party and everything. And like, I want them to know you can still go and not have to do that sort of thing, right. you know, and still have a good time. And although I'd probably be a lot more fun if I drink <laughs> and trust me, I have a list of people that want to be there when I decide to drink one day. Really? Yeah. They're like, I got to be there when you do. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. Even Ella, she's like, on my 21st birthday, will you drink with me? And I was like, no, someone's got to be able to hold your hair back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. It's also she, if you don't like the taste of it, why would you do it? Yeah, the, I mean, I really wanted to like wine. I just never really found anything. And of course, I probably nothing had nothing over like a $5 bottle of wine. No, I'm just kidding. To <laughs> um, that Chuck. No, I don't know. I probably, you know, when you go to like Ruth's Chris and you buy a $60 bottle of wine, which is like the $12 bottle of wine, the same bottle at the grocery store. Yeah. But, um, I just never, if it that's tastes your, like that's your experience working in a restaurant. Yeah. I just don't, um, I just never really found, sometimes I'd like a blue moon on a hot summer day. Mm -hmm. That was kind of good, but I don't really miss anything. No, I don't think you're missing anything either. I wouldn't beat yourself up about that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm good. Well, we have some fun people that I've met on through TikTok that I think we're going to bring on the show. Oh, fun. Um, oh, and so you know what? Yeah. I also need to do an update about the calculator. Okay. Do so, it. We, do, we have not found the calculator. But here's what I would tell you that is so strange about the, the call that we had with Jeanette is, first of all, we did have some sort of math book for dummies. I want to say it was like algebra two for dummies or something like that. Um, I would not be surprised. And I actually think that the last time I recall ever seeing that stupid calculator, it was in the drawer with the book. But in the past year when the kids were gone, because my daughter was a freshman this last year in college, I got rid of all that stuff. So I have, and I did, I just for the record, I did not get rid of the calculator. I would have not gotten rid of the calculator. So I did not take the calculator, did not get rid of it. I did not give it to goodwill, but the book is no longer in our house. And I don't know that my son has the book either. I don't think he does. Um, so now would it be another yellow book or was she seeing the book in our house? Very possible. I just don't think it's in our house anymore. Like I have turned the house upside down. He says he swears he does not have it. 
Um, I've thought about other people that could have taken it from her dorm room, um, all of those things. I don't know. It's gone. Okay. So then remember we talked about this today at your appointment. Um, I kind of had a mind, my mind was set of where it was my, the watch that that she helped me find. And then I sat down later kind of defeated because now you're like, okay, Jacob does not have it. We don't even have this book. So go like later tonight when you're sitting down watching TV, go through everything she had said and think about it and then go show me, show me, show me. And just see if you like think of a new place that those kind of things where it would be. Just try it. Okay. I will do that. I absolutely will commit to do that. I will tell you that I've tried the show me, show me, show me several times. I've even (laughs) like meditated into the show me, show me, show me. I, that's not a superpower I have yet. I really, well, it's coming. It's coming. Cause you're good. You're good. The other thing I want you to work on, um, that thing that I gave you, your superpower I gave you yes, today, pendulum. I want you to do that with Eric. Cause I bet Eric's is going to swing like crazy. Okay. All right. I, need I don't to- know. The only reason why I think that is because he's open to some of our crazy stuff. He totally is. And totally. so like, I think like, if you're like me, I try to like, I try to figure out how does this work and blah, blah, blah. But by doing that, we're putting too much thought into it. And so things come harder. Okay. And also another update, speaking of Eric, is that he did a soul contract renegotiation. What was it called? Soul. Yeah. He did. Wow. She went and signed up in a new gold book for him. Okay. I don't remember. She went in and the pages were glowing. They had to sign a new contract. Oh. I did not remember that part. And you know what I have on Thursday? My first vibrational healing appointment. With who? She is a new client of mine. And Mm. that's what she does with the different singing bowls. That will, um, the areas of your body that are, are struggling, they have their own vibration. So with the singing bowl goes to the same vibration of that particular part of your body, then we'll get it like kickstarted again. Oh, interesting. So I have an appointment on Thursday, which cool. <laughs> Eric will then we'll have to go try her out too. Yes. Yes. But, um, I heard... and she might be somebody that we'll also have on our show once I, I want to experience it first and be like, okay, what is this all about? And, and I totally get it. Like I understand like, like, um, how it could work. Like, okay, Melissa, um, let's just say right now you close your eyes. Yep. And imagine like your internal being of who you are, your spirit, and it it has a movement to it right now. And tell me, how is it moving? Is it going clockwise, counterclockwise? Is it rolling forward? Is it rolling back? How does it move in your body? It was actually just wiggling, like like a worm wiggling. Like there's no rotation to it. So like a lot of people will say like, okay, is there any part of your body right now that it has some sort of injury or is hurting or anything? Yes, I do have that. Okay. Now it has a movement to it and what color is it as well? So tell me how is that injury or that part of your body that's hurting? It has a movement to it. How is it moving? See, I'm also seeing it as a wiggly, just a wiggly, wiggly, like, um, vibrational thing. Okay. Is it the same as your internal spirit? Uh, yes, but it's, um, going faster. Okay. Red. Okay. So what is the color of your spirit? Your internal Ooh. person? Oh boy, Leslie. 
Don't even think about it. What color are you as a human, as your spirit of who you are? What color are you? I think I'm yellow. Okay. But your injury or your internal hurt is more of a red. Yes. So what I would like you to do is let's work on the vibrational part of it first. So think about the part of you that is injured. And I want you to also think about the spirit part of you. And I want you to try to get them to move together. And if that's too difficult, I want you to take that red part of that injury or that hurt part of your body. And I want you to turn it yellow. I think I'm slowing it down and I actually can feel that kind of in my back going away. Now, once you can get it to move in the same direction and the same pulsing and the same wiggly part, change it to yellow. Ooh, Leslie, look at you. <laughs> and then what's even more, you can shrink it down because sometimes we have hurts and we have pains in our body that are there to help us doing certain situations. Like we might pull that out because we don't want to do something or we do want to do something. So what you can do is shrink it down so small, but save it for later. So just take it, make it the same wiggle, give it the same color as your whole spirit body, but shrink it down because you don't need it right now. It's not helping you in any way. Just shrink it down. Well done. So the difference is, I think what she does is with the singing bowls, like um, we can do this through our minds and it, trying to get it um, like mentally fixed, where I think she tries to get the the rhythm of that particular body part has its own vibrational. Each organ has its own vibration and different singing bowls also have the vibration of that same organ. So she may use different bowls to get it to spin on that same thing where you can actually, because you're so such a visual person, you can visually like Do heal part thing. of you. Yeah. And same thing when you get your migraines and I know your migraines are get really terrible, but you might just try to like, I know you probably won't be able to get it away, but you might be able to lessen some of that pain yeah. of it by using some of that. So like when you are hurt and you're sitting there like in so much pain, imagine what that looks like. How does it feel? What color is it? Because if you can change one aspect of it, maybe you can change two aspects. And if you can do that, maybe you can shrink it. And I don't know if that will actually do anything, but it would be a good experiment experiment. Wow. So I'm sitting here now. My back is not hurting, but I couldn't, well, have, I wouldn't even have told you that my back was hurting until you asked me. See, and that sometimes we almost manifest this pain because you, because it's always been there, but you weren't paying right. attention to it. Right. I've been on a walk and be like, God, that's so weird. My knee hasn't hurt this whole walk. And all of a sudden it'll start hurting because I'm like, Oh, I just put my attention on it. But interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That's one thing that we did in hypnotherapy school, which I thought was really cool. But okay, so are you going to record your 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 singing bowl session? Um, I'll ask her if I can. Okay. Yeah, awesome. or at least a part of it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will practice my my new um, hobby of the Yeah, and give it to Eric. Just see what happens with him. I bet I bet you anything he can probably get it to work because I. I don't know if he's so technical, like, well, like I know that I am and I know that you're super visual, but I think it will start working with you. Like the whole thing was new and you're like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Like, don't even think about it. Like Just if I'm doing it me. wrong, am I doing it wrong? Is it not long enough? Is it too long?
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.